Thank you for tuning in to Hill Country Fellowship's audio podcast. We hope you're encouraged and inspired as you listen today. For more information, visit us online at hcfburnett.org. Good morning. Doing well? I'm not going to do turkey jokes. Okay. I might do some though. Okay. I get to kick off the Christmas series this morning and Sometimes, you know, you get into Thanksgiving, you get into holidays, you start thinking about giving and the gifts you have to buy and everything else. And sometimes it's a little overwhelming, right? I'm like, I'm prepping this message and I put it all on paper. I think Leslie even said, you're done. Because she knows normally what goes into that. And I felt like I was done, but like I had this uneasy thing in my gut. And Jesus said, it's really not that complicated. Just talk about me. And I was like, oh, okay, I could talk about you. But sometimes I think we overcomplicate this season. We overcomplicate the the message of Jesus, the greatest gift ever given on the face of the planet. You can argue argue with me if you want, but you're wrong. So he is the greatest greatest gift ever given. And if you want to turn to 1 John 4, 9, we're going to start there today. Thinking about giving and getting gifts and giving gifts. It really is a unique time in history for us as a world, as a nation, and I think it is the ripest season for the gospel ever. Amen? I would tell you this, this season is probably the most ripe season in the United States yearly, but I really, really believe this with all of my heart. If, if 500 and some of us would realize that if we will simply talk about Jesus, look like Jesus, love like Jesus in this season, there will not be enough seats in this building every Sunday because we would have shared the gospel and people are gonna say, yeah, sign me up. My life is a horrible train wreck of a mess and I need something bigger and better than myself, amen? So I wanna, I'll throw that out there for food for thought as we travel through this message on giving today. First John 4, 9 says this in the ESV, In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. I mean, John says that Jesus was the word made flesh and he dwelt among us, like he, he actually chose to go ahead and come on down and hang out with you. Amen? Poke your spouse, say not you. No, I'm kidding. But he came, he said, I am willing to execute the plan, dad, put me in, send me there. If there was, any, if there was ever any better example of what it was for someone to give all of their time, talent, and treasure, and you hear, that, hear us say that a lot from the pulpit up here, but to willingly give every shred of who you are, who Jesus was, his sacrifice for you, but expecting nothing, say nothing. Expecting nothing in return. That's what Jesus did and it's mind blowing that he lived his life that way. That he gave every shred of who he was for the sake of the goodness of God, pointing to the Father, inviting each and every one of us into a personal relationship with him. 
When you give a gift, are you expecting something in return? Lies. Of course you are. Um, Scott's a really good gift giver. I got uh, bone china mugs from Ireland last year from him. They took a while to get here. I actually got a set and a half because they broke twice on the way here. Um, there are people in your lives where you're like, man, they're great gift givers. I was even thinking last year, I know Casey on the front row sitting next to my wife, my youngest daughter told me not to talk about her, but she did this sweet PowerPoint presentation. She like airplayed it to the thing. And she's like, and then we'll scroll through my Christmas list. Like graphics flew in. The Nike shoes were like, boom, boom, boom. Anyway, she did a pretty great, you did a great job. She did a really great job of presenting and making her case. And I think, you know, because she's also the baby, she nearly probably got everything on her list. But this thing of this gift given, this propitiation, and that word is a really cool word that basically means that everything that you deserved Everything that we were due in our brokenness and our sin, Jesus said, I'll take that. He averted, he appeased the wrath of God and took it on himself by offering a gift, the gift of himself. Hey, Papa, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm good. I'll finish the mission. I, I try to play it in my head, Jesus in heaven going, this is so awesome. Send me to that. I was like, Jesus, just stay in heaven. I mean, this is my flesh, right? But he's like, no, 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 I, w- I wanna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna make a way for this great exchange to happen. Everything that they don't have, I have, and I'm willing to give it wholly and fully for the entire world, for every man, woman, and child that would ever live on the face of this planet. Here is this opportunity for salvation, relationship with Jesus. I mean, who does that though, really? Who does that? I mean, what's the catch? This is the thing we, I think we, when we think about salvation, we're like, okay, if salvation is that good and it's the greatest gift in the body of Jesus has ever been given to the world, what's the catch? What's the thing that I have to do to earn it? What's the thing that I have to do to step into it? And I would tell you this. I think some of you came today expecting that you're not good enough. It's fine, join the club. He didn't ask you to be good enough. He said, come as you are. Sit with me, let me love you. Let me speak into your situation. Let me heal your heart. Let me, let me take frustration, guilt, messed up, brokenness. Let me, let me have it and let me deal with it because I love you. I mean, it's John 3, 16, right? For God, what? You could probably do it in 20 versions that he sent his one and only son that whoever, who? Anybody believes in him, they'll not die, but they'll have eternal life. I mean, shoot. I'm done. Okay. But that's the greatest story ever. The greatest gift ever given freely. Open-handed like this, not expecting anything in return. Because Romans 6.23 tells us, for the wages of sin is death. We deserve death. But the free gift, free, right? The free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Come on, who likes to get a gift? I was telling Josh this morning that Fender had a 50% off sale and I had, it was really hard to not go, I need a new guitar today. My wife said, you own one. Okay. Amen. Kayla. Okay. But I don't know, like giving gifts is great. Getting gifts is great. The expectation of getting a gift is great. Ripping off the wrapping paper. 
The Barnards are gonna like have just paper going like this. Like I remember those days and now my kids are like, thank you. Like the gift part's not as fun as it used to be, but it's still a great time together. So what's the greatest gift you've ever received? Anybody shout it out. Your wife. Good question. Good answer. Okay. Anybody else? How about a really sweet gun? Can I get an amen, ladies? I mean, think about the greatest gift you've ever been given. I know, your wife, good job. My kids are really great. I'm gonna have a grandson here coming up soon, so that's gonna be a pretty sweet gift. I'm building, I'm building some stuff yesterday and I'm realizing I'm building art for my grandson. That's a really weird deal. Anyway, so he's gonna have a piece of art before most of you will and he's not even born yet. Okay. Um, what about the worst gift? Anybody get a bad gift? Oh, you liars. <laughs> So marital counseling starts next Sunday, right here. Worst gift I've ever given, pound for pound, 20 years, stands the test of time, was this really sweet gel pen, because Leslie was in a dental office, and I thought, this will be amazing. She'll be able to write, and oh, it writes when it's wet. Oh, she can do charts upside down. I thought, this space pen is awesome, and I got it, and she's like, you're an idiot. The worst gift you've ever been given. I didn't ask you for that. I'm like, but it was really cool. She's like, it's really not that cool. So 20 years later, I cannot live it down. I gave that pen and, and the pen still kicks around in our junk drawer, which is the thing. So I open it and it's this horrible reminder of the worst gifts I've ever given. Shut it. Yeah, throw that thing away. Um, but I say that because we've all been given weird gifts, but Jesus, like, he's not like the pen, right? He's the greatest gift that's ever been given. My dad was a giver on every level. He truly believed and lived out what it was that you cannot outgive God. Time, talent, treasure, it didn't matter what it was because for my dad's sake, it was all for the glory of God. It was all for the kingdom. And uh, my dad said, it's been impossible. I have tried to outgive God. It doesn't happen. It's not possible. I share stories about my dad driving around because my dad was the teller of the greatest gift ever given, Jesus, to him who changed his life in his, in his mid-20s. So when he would pick somebody up on the side of the highway and that door shut, I was like, buddy, you do not know what you just got yourself into. You are going to get a free meal, but you are absolutely gonna hear about Jesus today. Like, there's no question. But my dad, unashamedly, every time, everything that he did, he was talking about Jesus. He was talking about how Jesus changed his life. He was talking about how when he was dead in his sin and deserved nothing, that Jesus came to him and saved him out of that miry, mucky pit and said, hey, I pick you. Hey, Nate, I choose you. Come, serve me with your life. Isaiah 9 tells us this, that unto us a son is born, and, and, uh, or unto us a baby is born and a son is given given to you, Jesus. The truest, bestest gift ever. No strings attached. So maybe you came today and you thought, man, I don't deserve it. Well, you do, because Jesus said so, period. So if you're in this service today and you're wondering if God still has a plan for your life, I will tell you, he has a plan for your life. I've sinned too much, pastor, not possible. I've, I've ran too far. I've been inconsistent. Fine, he still loves you, whatever. Man, I, I messed up over the Thanksgiving holiday. Welcome to my club. He says, I pick you today and I'm gonna pick you tomorrow. I'm gonna pick you every day until you don't breathe breath in your lungs and then forever with me. 
So maybe you came today. Maybe you just need to say yes to Jesus. Come on, let's just close our eyes. I'm a little old school sometimes. It, it feels right. Maybe you just need to focus your heart and your mind upon Jesus. Maybe today you just need to say, Jesus, I, I need you. My life is a horrible mess. So in this moment, I need you. Will you come and help me today? Will you, will you change me and make me new? I give you my sin and all of my junk and I, I want the greatest gift that's ever been given. I want the free gift of salvation today. I say yes. So just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me. Change my life. I need you. I want you. Thank you for you. The greatest gift ever. In Jesus' name, amen. It really is that simple. It really is that easy to receive that gift. All of your junk, all of your funk, all the mess that you could possibly hitch to your trailer and drag on in, he says, yep, I'll take it. Okay, <laughs> did you look before he's in me? Nah, take it, I'm good, I got it. Love you, need you, desire you. Some of our friends in Alaska, Dale and Susie, they always had this tagline, you are loved. You know, you needed to hear that today. But I think it's true. Like it was kind of corny how they did it, but they genuinely lived it out. Like that was Dale and Susie to the core. You are loved. It was like, you're always getting a reminder that no matter where you were at, you were loved by your heavenly father. You were loved by Jesus so much that he would take your stripes for you. that he would endure the cross with joy, shaming the principalities and powers and wrecking the enemy's plan to take you forever out of the presence of God. And Jesus is like, wait a minute, hold on, I got this one. He did it with great joy. He went to that cross. He, he took the beating we deserved. He, he took nails in his hands and feet. He hung on a cross. I was thinking about the criminal who got the greatest gift, right? Like the one who said, hey, I have lived a jacked up life, but today, could you please, please, I need, I need forever with you. And he said, today, paradise. I mean, it was, the guy was the most undeserving dude on the face of the planet. He just got convicted and pinned to a cross. Did he deserve it? No, he didn't. But Jesus said, you, buddy, you're with me today. I hear your heart. I heard your prayer. You're with me forever today. Some of you are like, well, that's really unfair. That's what a free gift looks like, though. A free gift, no strings attached, no expectation other than come hang out with me. I wanna love you. I wanna get to know you. I wanna, I wanna hear all the stuff you're wrestling with. I wanna know everything that you've ever done, would do, your wrestlings in your mind, your wanderings, the things that you don't understand about my word, but I want to reveal it all to you. Some of you need to hear this today. Jesus is not hiding from you. He's not ashamed of you at all. He picks you chooses you. It's like, the, it's like on the playground when they're picking teams and you're like, oh, there's like one dude left and Jesus goes, yeah, I pick you too and I pick you too and I pick you too. Like you're on the winningest team ever. You get chosen. Hey, I've got this gift. I'd love to give it to you beyond comprehension. So my question to you is if we are loved by a living God that much, how are, we, how are we living out of that this season? 
This epic, crazy love that changed us, set us on a path, made us maybe from angry to joy-filled. Um, and then he's working it out as sanctification takes his process. But how are you living different? If you've experienced this love, this greatest gift that we're talking about today, how are you living that out of your life? Are you so loved that when you go into the store, you're just like, man, where is the person I get to talk to today? Man on the job, that dude is crotchety, but I get to tell him about Jesus again. She won't stop talking about me and I really would like to choke her lights out, but Jesus, I'm gonna choose to love her today. Come on, y'all. Some of you at Thanksgiving had that one family member where you're like, dude, if this ends, I'm out. That thing happens today, I'm walking out of this place. I'm done, I'm over it. Except for my house, I couldn't leave. I, where am I gonna go? Going to my room. Anyway, but at the end of the day, Jesus comes, right? He presents a free gift. Lives radically transformed by the power of a living God, right? I didn't deserve it. Yeah, he didn't tell you to deserve it. He said, I pick you, I choose you. I love, love, love you. And he jumped at the opportunity to pursue you, to love you right where you were, not expecting anything in return. It's the crazy thing about Jesus is not only was he the giver, but he was the gift, right? I'm gonna read this song lyric to you as we're coasting into a video we're gonna, we're gonna show today. And it says this in this song, it says, you say, come to me and wait no more. Talking about Jesus, I'll give you all you're asking for. Forget the lies this world is told. I'll wrap your life in linen gold. I'm more than just only one night that's holy. I'm your star and I'm your wish because I am both the giver and the gift. Can you imagine? You're like the giver. You've got this and you're like, I get to be all things to everybody for all time. It's pretty amazing. A little, maybe a little weight, right? Some of you are like, I'm good. I'll let Jesus be Jesus. Amen. But today he wants to be the gift to you. Maybe he's never been. Today, he wants to be so real to you that he wakes you up on the inside. He wants you to live on mission. I mean, that is one of our core values. We sacrificially and generously love, serve, and give to others both locally and globally. Do you know that y'all blessed about 140 families and about 700 people for sharing the feast? Amen. Can we give the Lord a round of applause for that? You got to be present in that moment and be the bringer of the gift that made a way for the goodness of Jesus to shine. Good job. Well done. We've got a video today that we're gonna play and it's talking about a giving of the greatest gift that's ever been received by some of our pastors. Here's this video. Nancy and I have both received amazing gifts in our lives, but the two greatest gifts have definitely been our kids. Ian, we had many years ago, <laughs> and after we had Ian, we decided that maybe we wanted to adopt. We, uh, when he was one years old, we saw a program on the Chinese orphans. And at that time in China, they had a one-child policy, and their orphanages were literally overflowing with baby girls and they did not have enough homes for these baby girls. So we prayed on it and we got a very clear cut answer 
that we were to adopt from China in lieu of having another one. We did a ton of paperwork. We had a home study done. Our home study was finished on a Friday. And on that Monday, there was a, a package on our front porch. And I thought it was the completed home study and I ripped into it. I was so excited. And inside of it was a letter from our adoption agency and they were terminating their relationship with us because they could not get the baby girls out of China. Yeah, basically what had happened is that China had changed their policy and it was more difficult to adopt in the category that we were gonna adopt in. They, they shut everything down. Right. I went to God and I said, God, I heard you say that our daughter is coming from China and I heard back in prayer, she is, and you just need to pray her out. So I uh, wrote a letter and I sent it to over 200 churches all across the nation. China, after a year and a half. Oh, it was a long time. Long time, after a year and a half, <laughs> opened up again. So then finally, they contacted us and they said they had a baby girl for us that they thought was perfect for our family. We went to China and literally on my birthday that year, <laughs> she was handed to me. Our daughter Hope was handed to us. So we brought her home and she was raised in America. She's an all-American girl. And just this past summer in Alaska for the Alaska Mafia, uh, she got married there. And uh, she is happily married, living down in the San Antonio area. And she's 24 years old. Mm -hmm. That's our daughter, Hope. And as amazing a gift, and we totally got what a gift she is to us. But as amazing a gift as she is and as Ian is, it's just unfathomable the gift that God gave us yes. in sending his son Jesus yes. to die on a cross, to save us from our sins, Amen. to bring us into relationship with Almighty God. Amen. Amen. He's a good, good, faithful father. Amen. Many of us showed up. We need hope today. Hope was a great gift to the Russies, but hope's also a gift from the Heavenly Father to you. A place of hope, a place of joy. Sometimes I, I think we buy into the lie that we're just kind of bumping along and, and, and making this kind of work out, but I love the fact that Isaiah 714 tells us that he was the best gift ever give, given. It says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. He just doesn't save you, give you the greatest gift ever and then walk away from you. He desires to live in your life and through your life for the sake of building relationship with you and then building relationship with other people, amen? So I guess my other question to you today is this, are you living sent? 
Pastor, what do you mean by that? Are you, are you living out of the goodness and God, of God on your life? Are you living out of a, a place where he's breathed hope into maybe a dead situation in your life where he's enabled you to forgive and love and maybe where anger no longer rules your life? Are you living out of that gift that's been given you, that gift of freedom, a gift of salvation in such a way that you're looking for opportunity to talk about Jesus? who took your ultimate punishment for you, but offered you hope and freedom and joy and peace. He offered you a way out when there was no other way. So I wanna encourage you, think about that when you, when you leave today. As we're getting ready to take communion, reflect on the fact that you have been given the best gift ever. And as you remember that gift today, as we take communion together, think about how you're going to live that out. Think about how this season, you're gonna do things different. You're not gonna be on holiday coast. We talked about it this morning a little bit. If we would be present in this moment, present in this time period, just take the next 30 days until Christmas comes. If this body of believers chose to live different in light of this gift that has been given, it would change Burnett County. It not only would change Burnett County because we're publicly proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Hey, did you know there is hope? I know your situation's broken. Did you know that peace is available to you? I understand and you have a right to be frustrated and even be angry, but would you like to be free of that to live differently? I think any of us to any of those calls would say, yeah, I, I want to be changed by that Jesus. So we're gonna, we're gonna take communion together today. We're gonna celebrate Jesus and his sacrifice for us and his willingness to be like, yep, Lord, I love that picture in the garden. Jesus is praying and droplets of blood are flying out of his face. And he said, Father, if there is any other way to do this deal, please, please tell me, but not my will be done. Your will be done in my life and through my life. Man, what a beautiful picture that is to be like, nope, they're gonna need this more than I do. They're gonna need this this body broken for me. They're gonna need this blood poured out for the forgiveness of sins once and for all, forever. Luke, given the account here, he said he took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it into pieces for the disciples and he gave it to each one saying, this is my body, which is given for you. It's my body given for you. No strings attached. And Jesus says, every time you take this bread, do this in remembrance of me. This is my body broken for you. So let's take the bread together today. Jesus, thank you for your body broken for us. 
Thank you for your willingness to take it to the cross. Thank you. After supper, he took another cup of wine and said, this is the cup of the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed with my blood, which is poured out as a sacrifice for you. He did that for you, each and every one of us here today. So as we take that cup and we reflect on the blood of Jesus poured out for the forgiveness, forgiveness of sin, all sin, once and for all, forever, for every man, woman, and child, an opportunity for hope in his blood. Jesus, we take this cup. We remember you and reflect on you and say, Jesus, thank you for your blood poured out for us for the forgiveness of sins, for freedom. Thank you for this beautiful gift, God, in Jesus' name. Let's take the cup together. Come on, let's stand and worship God. God, I thank you for the opportunity to just talk about you today. You're absolutely beautiful, absolutely lovely. You are the greatest gift of hope, peace, and joy ever given, God. And I ask today that our hearts would be open to you. Lord, if we're here and we're broken, living in sin, I pray today that our hearts would be willing and open. God, I, I came to the church doors with for all the wrong reasons and you met me in that place. And God, I pray that you meet each one that's seeking you. Each one that just said, hey, I'll show up today and see if something might be different. Jesus, I pray that you would overwhelm them with your love and that they would receive the greatest gift of salvation. And that, Lord, you would change their lives. So we commit this time, the rest of the service today to you, God. Thank you for hope and peace and joy. And Jesus, thank you for giving the greatest gift ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. For more sermons and full service replays, visit us online at hcfburnit.org. God bless and have a great week.